On this edition of American RVer, as promised, we are bringing you highlights of the rally at Daytona Beach, Florida this past April. If you were there, this should bring back memories. If you wish you had attended but didn't, we'll show you what you missed with highlights on this show and next month's show of American RVer. I'm Jim Gritch, your host for these highlights. Let's start with our motorhome site in Lot B, which was just outside the track at Daytona. Each day we jumped on the tram and it took us from the campsite through a tunnel, under the speedway, and out the other side to the track's infield. As you can see, there were many RVs parked on the infield leaning up to the main entrance for the rally itself. The number of attendees was astounding with over 5,600 RVs registered and more than twice that many people. If you've never been to a gathering this big, it's difficult to describe. After checking in and with our rally Bible in hand, we decided to check out the RV rescue first that was in progress on the grounds. Sponsored by Dometic, a 27-foot 1984 Winnebago owned by contest winners Ed and Barb Takanish of Pennsylvania was getting a complete modernization makeover. The entire event was being videotaped by the RV Today television crew. We'll show you the transformation throughout this show. Of course, when there is a rally, there is food. And this rally was no exception. Everywhere you looked, there was tempting treats for your taste buds. Of course, we had to sample a few items ourselves. If you were looking for a new motorhome, fifth wheel, or pull behind, it was here at the rally. All the major manufacturers were present with impressive displays of their products. I felt like a kid in a candy store, and the order of the day was to check out as many RVs as possible. The salespeople were kept busy and units were moving off the lots. The rally wasn't only for the two-legged fans, our four-legged canines were also here in force, enjoying the weather and checking out the humans. As with most rallies, there were many, many vendors on hand with almost anything and everything you could need for your RV. Need a satellite system? They had it. Need a lift to take your Harley along on the back of your motorhome? They had it. Need new shoes or flip-flops because your feet hurt? Uh, mine did. They had them too. In fact, I think we were all on a mission to buy something. You know, that perfect something? Did I mention that there were food and food samples everywhere? Well, we tend to make friends with food vendors. And how was the RV rescue coming? Very nicely, thank you, as the crew worked 24 hours a day to complete the project by the end of the rally. One neat event was the ability to drive a new motorhome on the Daytona Speedway to check out its handling capabilities and ride. This was a unique opportunity to actually drive the RV and the track and compare many motorhomes in a controlled condition. It was a fun time for all those who participated and those of us who watched. Peggy and I took in several seminars. There were so many each day that you had to be somewhat picky since you couldn't get to all of them. We chose a talk by Judy and Alan Bluestone documenting their trip of a lifetime to Alaska. This provided us with an interesting look at our 49th state. The following day, we took in Gaylord Maxwell's presentation on full timing. His light-hearted overview was informative, yet comical. At that time, I opened my compartment door where I have a toolbox because I'm so hardly going to hear and then after a while, 
he comes out. And I love it because he has that little smirky smile on his face because he has just shown me how much smarter than me he is as I hand him a rag to wipe his greasy hands. <laughs> and you know what? He feels so good because he helped me. I feel good because I allowed him to feel good. Elord is the founder of the Life on Wheels RV education program. Next month, I'll look at the Good Sam 40-year anniversary celebration and some of the musical entertainment presented nightly at the rally in Daytona Beach, as well as the completion of the RV Rescue Project. Coming up next, Healthy Living. And welcome back to American RVer. We're in the healthy living segment and we're talking to Gina Michael. Gina is a certified living foods instructor. And Gina's here to talk to us a little bit about uh, garbanzo beans, which you might realize are also chickpeas that are sprouted. And we're gonna make some tasty um, appetizer too. So Gina, I'm gonna turn it over to you and let's find out about these chickpeas and garbanzo beans. All right. First of all, we need the tool that we make them with, and I, I think this would be an ideal one to use along the road. It has a power unit that's small. You can use this for your frozen drinks as you get at your destination. Oh, good, frozen drinks. I love that. Oh, but you're talking about fruit drinks, aren't you? Well, we don't have to be a purist. You know, having a little spirit in it from time to time is, is not too bad. But it's good for chopping up the bananas and the watermelon and cantaloupe it, or it anything. It chops all of those things. Right, okay. We're going to use it today as a blender, but this same unit can be used with a chopper that makes it very versatile. So instead of having a blender and a chopper, it's one unit right? and it's interchangeable. And which it is fits great. just like that. So and it can of course do... you know we're limited in space in RVs, so it's nice to have a tool mm -hmm. that is small and can do multiple things. Right. So that's great. So we're going to uh, empty our, our cabanza beans that have been hanging in the shower, growing as we're driving along the road. And we've now arrived and we're going to enjoy this appetizer before dinner. Gina, how long did those take to sprout? After soaking overnight and hanging in their little uh, net bag in the shower, it took about three days oh, that's for them to get to, right. to so this So plan stage. ahead if you're getting to a location and you want to have your appetizer, invite some fellow RVers over, uh, know that you need to start those about three days out. Mm -hmm. so, okay, so here's the blender unit, ready to go. <laughs> go ahead. All right, we've ground up the garbanzo beans, and to this we add a tiny little bit of jalapeno, but be careful with this because it's, it's only to add some spice and not really make it hot. We're adding three quarters of a teaspoon of sea salt, a teaspoon of the spice chutney. And this is a mix that we're gonna list the recipe right. for on the website. One, one, uh, teaspoon of garlic, but if you really like garlic, you can put a little bit more. We're going to add the parsley to this mixture, and lemon juice will be two tablespoons of fresh lemon juice. Boy, that sounds really good. Now, to that... Now, what about the tahini? Right. 
we're going to add something that's called tahini. Tahini is really just sesame butter. Think of that, it's a creamy puree. You'll find this in your finer grocery stores or health food store. It's um, very useful. It looks like peanut butter. Looks Only like peanut like butter. Only like thin. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a little thinner. Uh, or if you just cannot find tahini, you can use uh, a creamy peanut butter as, a, as an alternate. Hmm. So of the tahini. What's that good for? Two tablespoons. The sesame seed are really a great source of calcium, believe it or okay. not. It's a wonderful Excellent. thing. Okay. Uh, we'll also add to this a quarter cup of olive oil. And olive okay. oil is really good for you. I mean, we could talk all day about the, the benefits of, of uh -huh. olive oil. Okay. So let's put the and olive oil in there. That's a quarter cup of And then olive what oil. happens when you get all of these things mixed together? You put all of these ingredients together. And then you enjoy them. Enjoy your bean dip. Oh, good. Well, you made some ahead of time, so let me get that. And right. we'll, we will enjoy it. So this is what it's going to look like. Let's just move mm -hmm. that to the side. And it's got that nice golden color, and that must be from your uh, spice mixture. Mm -hmm. And what else do we have here? We have carrots, we have broccoli, we have celery, and we have these unusual chips. What are those? These are the blue corn chip. They're an organic chip, really nutritious. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty in kind of conversation pieces, okay, too. Okay, let's try it. Let's, let's Taste give it is a try. Taste in the trying, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. That is good. So we'll put the recipe on the website. You can get it, and you can try hummus yourself, and you can enjoy eating healthier in your RV. This is really great. I do like it. <laughs>
and uh, they can be dangerous at times. Um, if they boil or get hot, they've been known to, um, uh, of course, blow up. Mm -hmm. um, just like any other battery. And I've actually seen batteries that have kind of expanded, like pop, puffed out. Yes, that's that's when you get an overcharge or a dead cell. Um, uh, temp their temperatures will range, get hot and cold, hot and cold, and it creates an issue for them. Most of the time, I assume that um, you could ch check the charge from inside the coach. Is that correct? Yes, on the monitor panels on the inside of uh, various vehicles, you have a... Uh, it can either be a, a LED or a readout on a screen that'll uh, tell you exactly what you're looking at as far as your voltage is coming in both on your house and your chassis batteries. So it's very important to keep them peaked up and uh, so you don't have any problems because I know a lot of systems on the RV actually do run on the 12 volt batteries. Yes. And then they're also constantly drained, is that correct? Yes, you've, you've, um, you're using a little bit of the battery all the time whether it's being stored, if you don't use your battery cutoff, um, just for just memory in certain items like dash radios, uh, if you your bay lights and stuff run off of them, so you want to make sure that the different um, items that run off of them are shut off when there's not a draw. But yeah, you do maintain them and maintain them on a regular basis. It'll save you a lot of money. Okay, here's Virginia and Johnny Spear. They're from Michigan. What part of Michigan? Uh, north of Detroit, a little ways. Ooh, cold country. Welcome to Shalot. Absolutely. Uh, you are full-time RVers. That is correct. And how long have you been an RVer full-time? Five years. A little bit better. Tell me all about it. What, what do we need to know about being full-time RVers? Oh, we love it. It's, you go where you want to go, you go when you want to go, and... Do you basically spend uh, summer in the north and winter in the south? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes we it varies. This this year we uh, have uh, basically in the south for about a year now, uh, just roaming around. What what parts of the south are you talking? From Texas all the way over to the east coast, or are you talking something else? Well, we do a lot of traveling. We uh, in the last fall we went to the Maine and Vermont and all the northeastern states and we've been down in Myrtle Beach and for a while and now we just came here. Also New Orleans, yeah, brought some Missouri. Last year. We just go wherever we want. So you don't have any set schedule? No, no. No, no that was no, the worst thing you could thing do. that's the good thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate talking to you and we'll see you on the road. Okay. Thank and you. That'll be good. Mm -hmm.